0: Hi, this is Rachel, your tourist guide for Asian China. I'm a passionate history lover and have been dedicated my leisure time in studying Asian Chinese history. If you are ever interested to take a close look into this big country, its past, its cultures, the common misunderstandings, and what shapes the current China, I will invite you to travel back in time with me. We would go through thousands of years ago to dig through the Asian classics, to step into the political life in the palace, to join the Asian wars among the lords, and to make friends with the historical figures. Are you ready for the journey ahead? Mulan has ever become famous worldwide after Disney has brought the epic tale of a legendary female warrior to life. Have you ever wondered what is the real story behind Mulan? Today, I will be traveling with you to 4th century China to visit Mulan's family and join with her on Adventure on Self-Discovery. Imagine yourself now in Northern Wei Dynasty, the time when Mulan's story was set. In the past history, China was not always a united country. In 4th century AD, China was divided in Northern China and Southern China. A nomadic tribe called Xianbei, led by the leading tribe Tuoba, or Topgosh, has conquered the Northern area and set up their own ruling, a dynasty called Northern Wei. The story of Mulan was first told as a ballad. The setting was a description of war between Northern Wei and Rouran, a further nomadic tribe that has hovered around the northern part of the Great War. And because the Xianbei people has later Sinicized, and part of the aristocrats have later created the Tang Dynasty, the Ballad of Mulan was widely sung and passed on to generations. Even the middle school students in China today are required to learn it in a textbook. Roran Khanate covers most of the nowadays Mongolia, a fierce enemy and a frequent attacker to Northern Wei Dynasty. Roran Khanate has made the Northern Wei Emperor uneasy easier night. The Emperor has decided to send army to fight with Roran in 391 AD. This is when Mulan's story happened. Mulan was born in a Northern Wei military family. This occupation was inherited by the male line within the family. At peaceful time they were given a farmland to farm in wartime the family had to allocate a man to join the war whenever the emperor called if father died in the war then a the son must join if the elder brother sacrificed then a the younger must join as a favor for the soldier family they did not need to pay the high taxes or burden of labor but they had to equip themselves with horses arrows, and weapons. Such a military regime was an invention under the Scales resources at that wartime. The court was not able to support a professional full-time military force, and therefore has implemented a part-time military force that was passed on through the family. In the ballad, Mulan was sitting in front of the loom at the beginning, But Mulan stopped and signed. She saw the summoning of army and her father was in the list. And because they were military family, one man had to go to the war. Mulan's father was an old man with wounded feet. If the family gave up the opportunity to go to war, the farmland would be taken away and hardship would be waiting ahead for the family. Mulan had no elderly brother. Seeing her father staggering and struggling to practice the sword, Mulan knew that if her father went to war, he would not see a safe return home. With strong empathy, Mulan decided to take her father's place. The ballad spent relatively long words describing Mulan's preparation for the war. Mulan bought horses and saddles. She also bought fine steel, a bridle, and a long whip in the markets. At dawn, Mulan left her parents' house and camped beside the Yellow River. Next day, she left the Yellow River and reached the Black Mountain before dusk. From far away, she could not hear her parents calling her, but could only heard the cries of an enemy cavalry in the Yan Mountains. In history, most of the wars between Northern Wei and Roran took place between Black Mountain and the Mount Yenran. She traveled with the army across thousands of miles and fled over mountains after mountains. Generals and soldiers have fought in many wars and many died and some survived. After 10 years, Mura and her comrades gained victory and returned to the court. When the emperor asked if she wanted anything, she asked to be allowed to return home. When returned, Mulan resumed her life as a woman. When her comrades visited her, they were shocked to learn that she was a woman. During the 4th to 5th century, Northern Wei has sent armies to fought with the Roran for many times. Roran Khanate started to fall apart and eventually became submissive to the Northern Wei in the 6th century. The ending of the ballad has called out an equality of gender that was never seen in the past literature pieces. It wrote, Most people can tell the gender of a rabbit by its movement. The male runs quickly, while the female often keeps her eyes half shut. But when the two rabbits run side by side, can you really discern if it's a he or a she? When the male and the female are both pursuing achievements, that's not a gender inferiority. They can both achieve great things. There is still the hidden patriarchal thoughts in the Ballad of Mulan, however, if you look closely. Mulan seemed to have no desires of her own throughout the story. She joined the army not because she wanted to prove herself or gain social status, but to replace and therefore save her father and her country another symbol of patriarchy as the country was ruled and inherited by male emperors. And finally, when the emperor asked Mulan the rewards, she did not seek for promotion in the military or political place, nor did she ask for any monetary prices in return. She simply asked to be allowed to return home and resume her life as a woman. This kind of ending is common in a lot of Chinese-Asian stories. In the Asian patriarchal society, a woman's own desire was not encouraged. The society felt safe about Mulan's story because it depicted a woman who is extraordinary and yet non-threatening to the social structure. Her purpose of joining the army was not actively seeking glory of herself, but to maintain the steadiness of the patriarchal social order both within the family and in society. And such actions can be only achieved by pretending to be men. Once this demand is over, a woman is expected to return home and pose no competitive threats against men. Was Mulan a real historic figure? While the ballad might be based on a true story, there's no strong historical evidence to prove that there was such a person ever existed. However, the social and the political background in the ballad did match with the dynasty when the Ballad was created. It offered us with a glimpse into the society at that time. It was no doubt that Mulan was a widely beloved heroine throughout history. Her courage and wisdom had encouraged countless men and women during the wartimes in the continuous dynasty. Thanks for listening. In the next episode, we will travel back 2,500 years ago and become one of Confucius' thousands of students and traveled with him in the Chinese spring and autumn period, an era before China was first united as a country. We will see the real Confucius as an ordinary man, a revered teacher and a failed politician, and how he was iconized throughout history. Stay tuned and see you next time.